Hello, everyone, and welcome to What a Pitch, the podcast where people pitch made-up movies. There's a lot of alliteration in that. My name is Dan Cutler. I'm one of the hosts of What a Pitch. I'm going to be honest with you. We were going to have a regular episode of What a Pitch in January. Unfortunately, the day we were going to get together to record, a huge snowstorm hit, and it made it really dangerous to drive outside, so we had to reschedule. But I still wanted to get an episode out for January. Um, and since January is all about reflecting on the past year, I figured I'd do a year in review episode where I talk about what a pitch in its first year of existence. Um, but I'd also talk about movies that came out in 2019 and little thoughts I have on them to start the episode. I'm going to plug what a pitch is social medias. Uh, I'd really appreciate if you followed uh, if you followed What a Pitch on Facebook and Twitter at P O D W A P. Um, there, I and I run the social media. Uh, I just talk about you know my thoughts and feelings on movies. You know, I just kind of ramble, or sometimes I have little ideas for made up not made up movies, but like I think the first thing I ever posted was I casted. If Disney did a live-action Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I casted it, and it was pretty fun. There are two big reasons I would appreciate if people followed What a Pitch on Facebook and Twitter. The first reason is I really want to start doing live shows of What a Pitch. Um, I think it'd be a really fun, really fun show to bring to a live audience and to. And I think that would create a different energy that would kind of change the process a bit of our podcast and make it really fun. Um, but in order to convince people to book what a pitch at their venues, I need to show them that we have an audience. And social media is a big way of showing those people that, hey, if you book us, people will come and we will make money. I know it's kind of political but that's how the world works and i think it'd be and i really just want to bring this show to you um i would also have like opening acts like music or comedy acts um come on and i want to make sure those people get paid and and for their work um because it is work so uh that's the first reason the second reason that i would really like a boosted social media audience is I'd like to increase the diversity of our guests. Now, I really appreciate the guests we ha- we've had on, and they've been really great, and they've had amazing movie ideas, but they've all been friends of Sean and mine in the local, like the Des Moines comedy scene. And film is about storytelling, and if you just tell stories from a similar perspective of all people, then all the movies become very similar, and it's or at least like the the feelings become similar and and it's hard to get a difference of perspective that way um so i'd like to i'd like to get new guests people that we don't know i'd definitely like to get actual filmmakers whether they be like local filmmakers in Iowa or if you know the dream is to get actual like hollywood film industry people on this podcast. I that's probably a long way away, but you know, I've I've really liked doing this podcast and I want to keep building it with Sean and so, you know, who knows? Maybe one day Christian Bale will come on here and call me a git or something like some British thing. Um so yeah, I'd really appreciate if you followed What a Pitch on Facebook and Twitter at P O D W A P. Um moving on. I'd like to give out some thank yous. The first thank you is has to be to Sean Dangler. Um, you know, Sean, if you never posted on Facebook, hey, does anyone want to do a podcast? I don't think what a pitch would even exist right now. Um, because just because I had the idea for it, you know, because of my confidence issues, I don't think I would have ever actually done it. So... Thanks, Sean. I've had a lot of fun making this podcast with you, and I hope we get to do it for a lot a lot more, a lot longer. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I hope we get to do it for many years to come and that it bears fruit for us. Yeah. 
Uh, the next thank yous I'd like to give are to all our guests. And I'm going to go through our guests and the movies they pitched, hopefully pretty quick. First guest, Will Frazier, pitched a sports biopic about Kelly Coleman, who was a star high school basketball high sc- basketball player in Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky. I might be mistaken about that. Um, but it was a phenomenal first episode to start the the podcast. And it was incredible. It was was an incredible story that I'd never heard before. Um, And my dad's a big sports guy. And like right after we recorded it, I asked him about it if he knew Kelly Coleman. And my dad was like, "Yeah, I know Kelly Coleman." And we and we talked about that. And that's fun. I'm not a huge sports guy, so I don't get to talk about sports with my dad a lot. Um, So that was a that was a good experience. Um, The second guest, Cliff Antoine. Cliff Antoine pitched. Sorry, everybody. Cliff Antoine pitched my like the most fun movie ever it's power rangers it's like power rangers but basketball instead of like karate fighting um and it's incredibly fun and and they like it's like they play in like the the like space olympics like space nba world cup thing it's amazing it's like it's it's like it's base okay it's um it's power rangers and space jam mixed together it's awesome and it's also kind of raunchy it's so much fun it was fun unfortunately it was a trilogy so the episode was like two hours long and i regret that that was (laughs) that was a long time (laughs) we would have just had him back or like split into two episodes that was my fault I'll, i'll take ownership on that one i still loved it cliff you did a good job Third guest was Mari Moroz, and she pitched a great movie, uh, a sequel to A Bug's Life uh, called A Farmer's Life. And the interesting thing, it was half like live action and half animated. And uh, Mari might have been my favorite guest. We there was a lot of silliness. She talked about like a like a, a ray gun that makes the ants large so that it could talk to the human and we were like okay but is it going to be like a like a large ant like an ant man or is it going to be like still animated it's going to be like this weird bipedal talking animated ant and dax shepherd it was a weird episode we also talked about birds a lot it was weird um but incredibly fun so thank you mari our next guest was tim overton who pitched a drug-fueled coming-of-age story about a kid learning, like, making, like, starting a new job in a local um, theater, um, like a stage theater. Um, and that was, that was an, that was a really insightful, like, it, it was like an insightful episode. It was really artistic and really interesting also tim just had like the bare bones of the idea and which is fine i think that was like the first time that we had like just like the most base idea and evolved it from there um and i think that was a really interesting experience uh, a really good hurdle for us to jump over together our next guest was charity coons charity didn't pitch anything but charity is just such a pure happy source of energy that we just had to have her on um and it was really funny she was like we we were messaging each other about um doing this episode and i was like so do you do you have a an idea for a movie to pitch and she was just like nope i just want to be on and we were like okay and she came on and <laughs> We just had such a great time with Charity, um, and they they were really good episodes because she brought just a great energy and great ideas to the table. Um, uh, the movies I pitched, I think, ended up way better because of Charity's input. So thank you, Charity. And then our final guest for the past first year of existence of the podcast um, was John Churchma who is, in my opinion, the funniest person I've ever met. Every little thing that comes out of John's mouth 
just makes me like not just like chuckle or like like hmm you know kind of like one of those little laughs where it's like oh that's funny yeah every like little thing he does makes me like at least like openly laugh he's so he's so funny and makes me mad sometimes um john pitched a really great movie about a murder mystery party that takes place on an airplane like mid-flight and then in the middle of this one flight an actual murder happens and hilarity ensues it was an incredible episode and i thank you john for joining us that was incredibly fun my last thank you one final thank you sorry we're gonna move on in a second my last thank you is to everyone who listens if i said that i started this podcast you know like and like i do this podcast for you guys like the audience the listeners you know the people who support us i would be lying um i definitely started this because i like making up stories and I like movies, so I figured, oh, well, that's what I'll do. I'll do a podcast where I make up movies, because it's a lot more expensive to make actual movies. But the fact that anyone listens to this is really, that is really something, you know? that The, the fact that anyone cares about this this podcast and, like, all these dumb ideas going on. You know, I think that's really, that matters. That's really important to me. And it it's made me feel good about doing this. And and so I, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens, to everyone who enjoys this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. That's the last of thank yous. Let's move on. All right. Uh, this is probably where I'll put Sean's uh input on movies of 2019 and so take it away sean hey everyone thank you for listening to what a pitch this year it's been wonderful it's been a fun ride so far uh it'll be continue to be a fun ride uh absolutely uh my name's sean dangler obviously you could probably tell from the voice um i know i'm not doing the uh the uh elevator pitch man Uh, you're probably tricked by that but that's okay. Uh, Dan asked me uh, if I had a if I saw a few movies this year to talk about, kind of just talk about them in general and my thoughts on them. I, unlike probably Dan, did not see as many movies as he did, uh, nor did I see probably as many artsy films as he did. And by artsy, I mean better quality films. Besides one of the films I will talk about, uh, I this year sadly um, I hate to admit it. Uh, I did not go to the actual movie theater that much this year. I we've my wife and I go to the Cobblestone here uh, over in Urbandale, which is very run of the mill, old school theater. It does not have any of the reclining chairs or any of that stuff, but it works. We used to get a bucket there, a popcorn bucket. We've done that. And I don't know if I have even used that this year. Like, uh, that's how little I've gone. Not anything against movies. I, I Just nothing has really had that pull to get me out. Like, Star Wars, I, I was like, I'm going to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Spoiler. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I've never been a huge... I like Star Wars, but I'm never, like... I'm, like, first in line, lined up in my Yoda suit. Uh, looking to well, see some Star Wars. That I, that's it. Uh, basically, the the two films that I remember seeing for sure in theaters, <laughs> there may have been more. I've watched plenty of movies probably on TV or uh, on any of the streaming apps, so I can talk about a few of those. But the first one I'll talk about uh, is the Avengers Endgame. I saw that movie. Obviously, like most, like a lot of other people, uh, and it was good, guys. <laughs> Clearly, I did not like... I've talked about this on the panel and talk with Jordan. Um, the reason I didn't like the movie is that time travel matters. Like, I get that it had to be used in the film because it's it's time travel, you know? <laughs> like, they kind of had to use it. They it, To their credit, they tried to make it... They kind of made fun of themselves for using time travel uh, to kind of reset the movie's plot, the film's plot. But I hate whenever time travel is involved in any film because it's just a cop-out. 
Because it's literally the writer or the well, writer probably it has literally has no other idea of what to do, and it's just like you know what, I wrote myself into a terrible thing. I have to get us out. Let's just travel back in time and reset it. Like that part stinks. I mean, they added the little twist, and this is a spoiler, and I don't care uh, of um, Thanos like figuring out that they're actually doing that. Um, which helped, you know, made it a little more spicier, but still. Not great. Uh, but overall, that movie, it it was a culmination of, you know, ten years, probably, yeah. Ten years of all these Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, all those main guys, uh, Thor, um, Samuel L. Jackson. All the main characters who had, like, really started out the Marvel Universe. Uh, kind of the culmination of it all coming together, finally, and... Ending uh, once and for all, in a sense. Ending the first three phases, or whatever they call it, the real head, the, all of them together. So it'll be interesting uh, to see where it goes without some of these characters who are in it anymore. I still think it'll be good, but I personally, it's like Star Wars. Now I, I've, I've seen the ones I really wanted to see, and at this point, it's like, I don't know if I need to see other ones at all. But Endgame, uh, Endgame's a good movie. It was long, from what I remember, but Endgame is good. It's not as good as the first Avengers, in my opinion. Um, better than Age of Ultron, I w- I'll say that. Uh, I guess the Infinity War, Infinity War, Infinity War, I can't talk. The, the first one, or whatever. I the, Those two, I basically count those two as the same film, because, like, obviously it's just a through line. No one thought anyone actually died after the first one. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. I don't know. I, I, it was a good film. It was a good, you know, it was a way to get everyone out to see it. Kind of, I don't know what the next film like that will be. Like, I know Avengers will probably try to do it again, but I can't imagine the next team up film will be as good. Uh, like, I, I don't know what film will bring out that many people to see that film, uh, in the near future. I don't I don't forecast it, guys. Um, if there's anything it's going to be about uh, the franchise that I'm going to talk about next, which is Hobbs and Shaw, uh, not namely the Hobbs and Shaw films will bring that many people out, but the Fast and Furious Familia will. That's right. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. That was the second film I remember seeing this year. And uh, it was good. <laughs> Not great. Not as good as the other ones. You know, I missed me some Vin, some Dom, Dominic Toretto. I missed me some uh, Luda, some Tyrese, other characters that I can't think of right now. I missed them. Uh, oh. Uh, man, what is her name? Letty. There we go. Missed her. I, I, yeah, they had good... Uh, I miss I missed that out about Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, it was fun to see The Rock just being The Rock and Jason Statham being Jason Statham and The Rock being like, Hey, Jason, you're a, you're a short uh, short Englishman. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a joke, joke, joke. And then the, Jason Statham be like, Well, you're big, dumb, and brawn. That's, that's literally what the movie was. Way too many jokes. Uh, Idris Elba, though, was pretty amazing as a bad guy. I will say that. I very much so enjoyed uh, Idris Elba being like a robotic, badass supervillain. Who might come back, uh, which would be great if he comes back also in the franchise. Like in the actual Fast and Furious film. But Hudson Shaw, it was great. I mean, it was a fun film if you like just popcorn flicks. That's what it is. You see The Rock beat a bunch of people up and kiss Jason Statham's sister. sister Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw's uh, sister in the film. But, like, nothing else. It's, like, the least romantic thing ever because The Rock apparently can't love in films. Roman Reigns shows up, doesn't say a word, so he must have been really bad at acting because I don't understand why he would be in the film otherwise. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the film. Uh, the classic, uh, The Rock grabbing a chain, holding onto it that was attached to a he- flying helicopter and throwing it back onto a uh, a truck, a tow truck, the tow truck train. Uh, that was amazing. Pure cinema expertise right there. I loved it. 
Uh, it's a great film. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, would I recommend it to most people who are not in those types of films? No, but if you want a fun film that's just like action-packed, suspense, to suspend your uh, disbelief, then it's it's the film to watch, I would say, or one of the films to watch. But I'm more excited for the Fast and Furious film coming out this year, even though The Rock and Jason Statham aren't in it, but I guess John Cena, you can't see me, boy, is in it. So we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes. I think it'll be good. Um, but yeah. Now outside of those two films, I don't remember seeing another film in the theaters. I probably did. But I don't remember that well. So, I'm going to talk about uh, a few other films I watched on Netflix this year. Um, mainly during Christmas time. Netflix or Hulu, or even on Ion. So you probably have an idea of what I'm going to talk about, since I said it was during Christmas time. And I've also talked about this on, uh, I believe, on A Day in the Life. but And maybe a little bit of the pandering talk, too. But I'm talking about holiday Christmas movies, guys. I don't know if you guys ever watched these. They're phenomenal. <laughs> they are beautiful, amazing, great, all around, awesome. Like, I'm not kidding. Uh, they are so cheesy, so bad. They're phenomenal. Like, they're, there's ones... It always involves, like, a prince... From some land you never heard of. It has to like either doesn't want to get married and moves to America and assumes a new identity. Meets this girl working as a waitress somewhere. You know, and then they fall in love, and then he reveals she goes like, Why you're a bird, so I can't do this and then they you know, then they actually get together and la la or it's someone hard working woman in the city has to go back home into her small rural town that has a radio station. God damn, I saw so many radio stations in this film. I've never seen radio involved in movies as much as these Christmas holiday cheesy movies. And she moves back. And then, oh, look at that. It's her old flame. They don't get along. It's like almost like Sweet Home Alabama in a sense. Uh, and then they do fall in love. She stays. La, la, la. Boom, boom, boom. That's what it is. And that's what this, this is what, this is what's so great about uh, these films. It's not, I'm not talking the Hallmark films. And I don't have Hallmark Channel. I'm not that classy. But I am gosh darn classy enough to have eye on television. And it was beautiful. Very, very beautiful. I cannot repeat enough how many radio... Like, all these films, I swear to God, the radio station played a role in each of these films. There's one we watched with Hilary Duff's sister, Haley Duff, who was also in Napoleon Dynamite as the... the I don't know, the girl that uh, kind of is a dick to Napoleon. And... Literally, the film was she was a radio DJ in this small town, and this this badass, outspoken radio DJ from the city got demoted or suspended from his main station to go back and uh, to the small town. They had to get along in this like little radio studio. Studio. Also, fun fact: Jerry Gary uh, from the Parks and Rec, Jim O'Hare, was also. Uh, He's also in a few of these Christmas movies we watched. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. He's Apparently, he's a Christmas movie actor. But these films... There was another one we watched, too, that was... with That Jim O'Hare was in. And it was literally this guy, Santa Claus's son, trying to find a girlfriend or a wife. And guess what? The lady he was interested in hated Christmas. And by the end, you know what she did? She loved Christmas. But he's real creepy. It was one of the creepiest like stalker films I feel like I've ever seen. It's great, though. Uh, I highly recommend um, when Christmas rolls around next year, watch these cheesy movies. Watch it with your wife. Watch it with your hubby. I don't, I don't care what you do. They're fun. They're really dumb. You can t- Basically, you don't even have to watch all of it. You can turn it on at any point, and you pretty much know the beat that they're at. Like, oh... Okay, so they're going to fall out of love here soon, and then they're going to get back together in the movie. They'll kiss at the end, and snow just starts falling. That's how almost all these films end. Either, like, right on Christmas or something, a kiss, and then snow. Whether they're in, like, Mexico or L.A., 
or the Bahamas, like snow will just start to fall. Like that's how these this works in these films. In these films. It's 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 ridiculous. But they're great and cheesy. So I highly recommend them. And talking about these Christmas movies actually made me remember one other movie I have watched this year. For the first time where I've actually watched it all the way through. And that is Home Alone 2. Yes. I've watched Home Alone 2, guys. Growing up, I will say this. I loved Home Alone 3. And you're probably like, Sean, that's crazy. Why would you like Home Alone 3? And the reason I say that is... That's what my parents get. We I don't know my parents were poor. I, we weren't that poor. But we weren't wealthy. And apparently my mom didn't want my mom or dad didn't want to splurge on Home Alone or Home Alone 2 or something. They saw Home Alone 3 and they're like, this movie looks good. So yes, I saw Home Alone 3. So I always have fond memories of Home Alone 3 even though other people are like, dude, it's the crappy like offshoot. You know, it's like the the um to, uh Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift version of the Home Alone series, which is fair. I get it. So that's, I guess, I should understand why people like Tokyo Drift more than the other Fast and Furious films. Weirdos. But whatever. But yeah, I, I saw Home Alone 2. It's good. I wish I would have seen the other ones. It's, it blows my mind how bad the family is with losing their child. That is, is concerning. And that part's hard to believe that would ever happen at any point. Like that part, I, I cannot suspend my belief enough. Uh, Donald Trump, he shows up in this one. Doesn't really do much, but hey, he's there. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that Joe Pesci and uh, the other guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't remember what his name is. I'm going to look this up real quick because I, I, need, to, I need to know who it is. Uh... And Dan, I'm sure, is listening to this. And it's like, Sean, come on, my man. Get better. Uh, that would be Tim Curry. That's who it is. I don't know. I, I never put it together that they're in it. Together. But yeah. I don't know. It's a good film, guys. It's a good film if you haven't seen it. It's a good film. That's it. That's all the movies I can remember I've seen or watch. So... Yeah, that's basically it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that, that all I can say is thank you so much for listening to What a Pitch. Y'all been wonderful. Tell your friends, tell your wives, hide your children, don't hide your children, have them listen. It's been a fun ride. We'll keep it, we'll keep it on going. Choo-choo! That's right. So, I'll check you later. Enjoy the... Enjoy! No, enjoy the cinema, my friends. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Sean. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to... We're going to move on. I'm going to just go through a list of movies that came out in 2019 and talk about my feelings about them. Now, I'm not going to hit every movie and I'm not going to say a lot because i'm looking at a list so this is imdb's featured films released between 2019-0101 and 2019-1231 and i have it sorted by popularity because there are 11,000 movies on this list literally i the number is 10,909 titles and i'm like "Mm, i'm probably not going to get through every single one of these obviously so i'm just gonna kind of like quickly scan through until i get to a point where i'm like ah, okay i've gotten through like x amount um oh that's good so let's just start we'll just start at the top we'll start with the most popular because i mean that's the one most people know um there are definitely some that i'm gonna talk about but we'll get to those later okay the first one is star wars episode nine um I didn't have any fun. Uh, I, I'm not gonna like talk about like plot holes or character development or like any of the technical side. I just like I was sitting there in the theater, things were happening in front of my face, and there was not a smile on my face. Um, I didn't hate it. I guess I just like 
I derived no joy from it. So that's my opinion. If you did, great. You know, I'm I'm glad. I, I wish I had fun watching Star Wars because I like Star Wars, but I didn't. So that's my opinion. Uh, Little Women. Little Women is a fucking amazing movie. Um, I saw it less than a week after seeing Star Wars, and I was like, huh, I wish I went to see Little Women with all of my family. Because I went to Star Wars with while my family was vis- in town for Christmas. Um, I was like, man, I wish I went to Little Women with all my family instead of Star Wars. But, you know, ifs and buts were candies and nuts, then I'd have diabetes. Sorry. Uh, Knives Out, another great movie. 100 percent 10 out of 10 film i love knives out knives out might be my favorite movie of the year um it it, it's fun it's well crafted ryan johnson is a genius ah man it's just so good knives out so good uncut gems wish i'd seen it oh uh cats which i've seen it once upon a time in hollywood yeah, it was fun. Um, Tarantino peaked with Inglorious Bastards. Django Unchained is also very good. Uh, he could probably Tarantino could probably never make another movie again, and the world would be fine. Um, Irishman. Uh, I want to see it just so I can tell people why I don't like it. Uh, 1917. Wish I'd seen it. Joker. It was fine. Joker was fine. I mean, it's good. Marriage Story. Uh, I really want to see it. I love Adam Driver and Scar. Like Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson's bad person because she picks like roles where like this should be an Asian woman or this should be a black woman. Like she like she's bad for that reason. She's a very good actor. So Marriage Story. I want to see that. Parasite. I want to see it. Jojo Rabbit. I want to see it. Bombshell. I want to see it. Lighthouse. I want to see it. Two Popes. I want to see it. Frozen Two. I want to see it. Even though I hate the first one. Avengers Endgame. Uh, Avengers Endgame is amazing. I don't know where they're going to go from there, though. So, Zombie Double Tap. It was cheesy. It was did not live up to the first one. But it put a smile on my face. I had a good time. Uh, Hustlers, I want to see it. Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay, I got a funny thing about Midsummer. I don't I don't I don't think Midsummer is a horror movie. Because and and I'm not saying it's bad. I Midsummer is an amazing film, probably my number two film after Knives Out. Well, maybe my number three after A Little Women. Hmm. Knives Out is definitely my number one film. Uh, that's such a good movie. Um, but uh, hear me out on Midsummer. Midsummer is a great movie, and I'm not gonna like say it's a bad movie ever. It's such a purely amazing film, but I don't think it's horror. Because I was actually, like, comforted by Midsummer, Because it's a movie about Florence Pugh at finally being able to grieve. Um, I definitely see it as Florence Pugh's movie. Um, even though um, we, get a lot, we get a lot of insight with kind of all of the characters that, that visit this town. But, I mean, we obviously have the most insight with her. So I see her as a main character, and if she's the main character, then it's a movie about her being free of emotional shackles from her... He's not abusive, but he is kind of, like, emotionally tra- trapping her. He, he And her watching him burn to death at the end of the movie... Spoiler alert... Um, at the end of the movie, is catharsis for her. It's her being free. It's her finally being in a in a in a community that she is supported, that she is empowered. Midsummer is such a phenomenal film, um, and just like everything else, aside from like one and or two moments. Nothing is really scary in that film. It's very on the edge, but like if you compare it to Ari Aster's other film, Hereditary, Hereditary is a pure horror fest. Hereditary is scary as all get out. Um, 
Whereas Midsummer, I like I'm just saying, when I watched Midsummer, at the end, I felt comforted. I felt calm. I felt like like carried. I felt warm and good. Um, that's why I don't think Midsummer is a horror movie. I don't know what I would call it. Maybe like a really fucked up drama. I guess I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think I. I understand why it's in the horror category. I just wouldn't cat like in my brain. I'm just like it's not scary though. Um. So all right, moving on. Uh, it chapter two. It was, it was pretty good. Um. I, 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 the first one I think is superior. I think the star power kind of gets in the way of it. Chapter two, like you're like, Oh, that's Jessica Jastain. That's, um, James McAvoy and Bill Hader is, Oh, Bill Hader is incredible. It man for the finale. Everybody go watch the Ip man series. The fourth one just came out this past year. It's, uh, uh, Oh, Oh, Donnie Yen. It's Donnie Yen playing it's kind of like it's like this they're these like biopics but they're really influenced by like the old china like the kung old like silly kung fu movies over dramatic kung fu movies a little um he plays the guy who trained bruce lee um in win chung and they're amazing and the kung fu in them is so good the third one has mike tyson they're amazing movies they're so good donnie yen it yes forever donnie yen um the king uh i wanted to see it uh i'm not like a huge tim chalamet guy but i wanted to see the king um i'm i'm trying to i'm like on the uh tim chalamet like boat i guess it's a train but in my analogy, it's a boat. I'm like in a lifesaver attached to the boat of the Chim- Tim Chalamet like boat ride. That's how I am. Shazam, a lot of fun. Watch it. It's incredibly fun. It kind of pokes fun at other superhero movies without being like overt like Deadpool. Shazam is tons of fun. Uh, Lion King. Uh, I hated it. <laughs> it was a shot-for-shot remake, incredibly boring, except for Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa. Incredibly awesome. Steal the show. Ready or not, wish I'd seen it. Booksmart, wish I'd seen it. Um, John Wick Chapter 3. It's amazing. I think it's out on HBO today. So I think I'm going to watch it again. I love John Wick. I would die for John Wick, except I wouldn't because he would kill the person who's trying to kill me because I love John Wick. Dolomite is my name. Great movie. Watch it. It's on Netflix, and most everyone has Netflix nowadays. If you don't, you have a friend who does. Just say, hey, like, I'd really like to watch Dolomite. You know, I'll buy you a pizza if you let me come over and watch Dolomite, you know, something like that. And you just do a $5 Little Caesars pizza. You know, it's worth giving your friend, a, sharing a $5 pizza with a friend to watch Dolomite is my name. And that's a steal. Dolomite is my name is a great movie. It is, it, it like makes fun of kind of a silly movie from the 70s. I believe and um Eddie Murphy is like on like cloud nine Eddie Murphy is at the peak of his game just like I think everything he's ever learned in his entire career he just throws out and Dolomite is my name it's amazing Dolomite is my name is a great movie definitely I think in my top five of 2019 (coughs) uh Dr. Sleep Oh, sorry. I skipped the movie. Long Shot. Long Shot was a great movie. It's a great rom-com. Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. They have, like, genuine chemistry. Probably because Charlize Theron is one of the best actors of our lives. Um, Not to say Seth Rogen's bad. um, But it's just, like, I think Seth Rogen's a great writer and can create really genuine dialogue. And Charlize Theron knows how to exude every single ounce of, like, emotional chemistry out of dialogue and so putting seth rogan's writing with charlize theron's acting capabilities together is it's just a great recipe um um and like it's kind of a silly story but it feels genuine it's a really good movie uh dr sleep didn't see it i don't know if i want to 
I mean, I obviously love The Shining, but I don't know. Maybe I'll see it when it comes out on Showtime, something like that. Uh, Fighting with my family. I wish I really saw. F- I, I wish I saw Fighting with my family. Obviously, as a pro wrestling fan, Fighting with my family. But I, I you know, I like Stephen Merchant. Um, I like The Rock, obviously. And I think Paige has a really great story. The wrestler Paige has a really good story. And yeah, I, I just wish I saw it. That's my bad. All right. Let's find another movie that I want to talk about. Oh, The Report. I need to see The Report. It's on Amazon Prime. There's no reason that I haven't seen it. Why? I love Adam Driver. Seriously, I, I really do love Adam Driver. I'm trying to remember what made me fall. Oh, um, this is where I leave you. That's why I fell in love with Adam Driver. I was like, this guy's great. This guy's got something that I love. And every time I've seen him in something after that, I go, I love Adam Driver. Even in Star Wars, I still love Adam Driver. So, like, why haven't I seen Marriage Story? Why haven't I seen The Report? They're on streaming. I have those streaming services. Just watch them, Dan, you moron. Aladdin. I kind of, I have, so I haven't seen Aladdin. I want to because the trailers make it look like that it's, like, done in Bollywood style. And I agree with people that are complaining that like oh disney's becoming a monopoly and yes it kind of is i think it's important that these movies that they're doing live actions of need to feel different from the animated features and i think delving into the actual cultural roots is a good way to do that they're kind of doing the same thing with mulan whereas mulan looks like it's like crouching tiger hidden dragon um and i think that could be a really interesting influence on these movies and like i haven't seen aladdin maybe it's not bollywood style maybe that was just like my interpretation of the trailer um i was but i just like saw it and i was like oh this looks like it looks like slumdog millionaire which is a great movie and it, it has such a deep cultural influence that i would watch you know i would watch that movie like if if this Disney's Aladdin live action movie wasn't Bollywood based, I would watch an actual Bollywood movie on Aladdin, uh, like of Ala- of the story Aladdin. Like I think that would be really interesting. Um, that's just my two cents on that. Um, the Peanut Butter Falcon. I wish I saw the Peanut Butter Falcon. The Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf's making a return after being a weird like post Malone looking dude. I don't know. Um, but, like, he made a Honey Boy, right? Honey Boy about raising a stunt double son. Um, that looks incredibly eviscerating. Um, eviscerating? That's not the word. Um, it looks in- evocative. It looks incredibly evocative. Peanut Butter Falcon looks incredibly heartfelt. Um, it, 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 I, yeah, I wish I saw the Peanut Butter Falcon. Shia LaBeouf's making a return. And I never really hated Shia LaBeouf. You know, but what's, what did, what did he ever do? He made, he was in the, he was in that, the, the music video for actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, you know, what a great, what a great guy. I wish I was friends with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, come on the pod. Uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. I didn't see it. Sean will have plenty to say about it. Toy Story 4. Very good. Um, I thought it was very, uh, I thought Toy Story 3 ended very well and i thought it was i was like this is the end you know this is the perfect ending i think toy story 4 is the actual perfect ending i hope they don't make any more after this i know they do like they could do some like toy story shorts like before other pixar or disney films like i think i'd be okay with that but like i think another toy story feature film would not be great that being said i thought that about toy story 4 and here i am saying toy story 4 is a great movie so who knows Spider-Man Far From Home. It was okay. Jake Gyllenhaal's really good in it. Uh, I, th- I find it interesting that Far From Home... Far From Home is a, a really great cap to Iron Man's story. Especially since he dies in Endgame. 
it's really amazing that like I thought a lot about Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man in a movie that does not feature him at all. People say his name a whole lot in the movie, so you're constantly reminded of him. So I guess that's that. Us. Us is incredible. I love Get Out. I will say I like Get Out is just a little too funny to me to be like pure horror. Us is a horror movie with some like so Get Out is a comedy with that is scary which is amazing. Uh but Us is a horror movie with some funny in it. And it's like if Hitchcock at all, well, Hitchcock kind of did have a sense of humor. Um but it's very oh man, Us is so good. Jordan Peele is incredible. I can't wait to see his entire career just like inf- it, it, it unfold in front of us. Um, especially if he like, especially since he could just be like, Hey, I've done like three or four horror movies. They're kind of getting derivative of each other, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Keegan-Michael Key, let's make some movies together. Like, let's do some stuff together again. Like, he could just very easily just not do horror for a bit and then come back to horror and be like, oh, yeah, this is why we thought he was the greatest filmmaker of our generation. You know, he he could very easily just pivot and do something great. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. All right, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, so sorry. I'm going to spend more time talking about Pokemon than anyone else <laughs> has yet. Um, the story is very simple. The acting is fine. Justice Smith isn't bad. Um, actually, I think Justice Smith did really good for acting next to, like, what? A green screen ball, I guess? I don't know what he... Act, I, I don't know what they used for Pikachu for him to act against. Um, but he does pretty well for not, at, like, really acting against any other humans for most of the movie. Um that's that's talent. Um, Ryan Reynolds is chef's kiss as Pikachu. Um, he's so funny. Uh, and the Pokemon look great in it. So honestly, I hope they I hope they do another Pokemon live action Pokemon movie. And I hope that they just kind of like they're like, all right, you know, we made Detective Pikachu just because like we needed to see if this could work. And I think. I think it proved that it could work. So now for the next movie, they just maybe need to like, all right, let's just invest a little more in the the script and maybe get a little better of actors, a little more quality of actors, you know, just like, just like, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it worked. It worked, and I really hope that they improve from there because, I mean, I love Pokemon, so I'm biased. Whatever. I don't care. Get over it. Um, Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel was pretty awesome, actually. It was super good, and I hope that they make more because um, I think they only got through like a third of the original comic um, in that movie. So, so, yeah, I hope they do that. Um, oh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Okay. I really wanted to see this. I love, uh, it's Michael Pena. It's not John. I get Michael Pena and John Leguizamo mixed up a lot. Um, they're both great because they're both great Latin actors. Sorry. Uh, but Michael Pena's in it. It actually looks like a really fun adventure movie. Like I want to see it. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. El Camino. All right, El Camino. El Camino was very good. It was very interesting. I enjoyed watching it. It added really nothing to Breaking Bad as a series. It, yeah, so it, it just Breaking Bad, the Breaking Bad El Camino didn't really just it didn't really add anything to the Breaking Bad universe. It maybe gave Jesse Jesse Pinkman's character a little more catharsis, um, or a little more of a of a, a happy ending of sorts, I guess. But like I don't know, it didn't really add any anything to what we got in Breaking Bad, so.
it's very well made um and it's very cool to see um all those care a lot like all those characters i guess but yeah it is what it is uh the dead don't die another adam driver movie that i haven't seen just go see them dan what are you doing you're dumb uh dark waters which i saw it wish i saw it um 21 bridges 21 bridges looks silly to me i don't like what do you what is going on? i don't know it just looks so silly to me um crawl i actually heard good things about crawl i heard it's it's actually really like thrilling lego movie 2 i love the first one wish i saw this one sorry late night wish i saw it heard a lot of bad things about it honestly so but i'll still i i still want to see it Scary story, scary stories to tell in the dark. Ugh, this one, folks, this one is trash. Visually, scary stories to tell in the dark is amazing. This is a line quote. This is a line from the movie quote. You don't read the book; the book reads you, and I from that i think i died and like i hate i i i was so upset i hated it godzilla king of the monsters awesome great we don't get a lot of monster movies anymore like big like kaiju movies anymore and this one was solid it was just and like the first one everyone complained like oh there's not enough monsters so this one is just monsters and it's it's monster boxing and it's awesome I loved Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, it was so much. It was so much fun. Honey Boy, Honey Boy. I I mentioned it earlier. Shia LaBeouf, Honey Boy. Go see Honey Boy. I want to see it. I haven't seen it, but I want to. And you all should want to as well. How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. A great trilogy. A great trilogy. A great end to the trilogy. I, these movies are just heart it's just heart it's just they're very heartfelt and wonderful and i love them so go see how to train your dragon the hidden world all right that's gonna be it for me everybody i i I looked at a list of 200 movies i talked about all the ones i wanted to sean's gonna talk a little bit about his movies or did talk about he talked about those you heard that already yeah so so we're done all right everyone this has been my 2019 year in review um, you heard all those movies. Make a list of all those movies. If you've seen them, see, watch them again. If you haven't seen them, see them for the first time. Let me know what you think um, on the social medias. Follow What a Pitch at P O D W A P. Follow him. Follow Yep on Facebook and Twitter. I'm rambling. Um, so you know that that was 2019 in review it was a great year for films it was a great year for the pod and i hope it was a great year for you i love you thank you all for listening and thank you for listening to this episode of what a pitch